The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here. Thursday, February the 29th. Leap year, leap day, I guess is what it's called. Uh, you don't see that many. February 29th, once every four years. You know, I was kind of thinking, what what will the team look like the next time? We have a February 29th show. I mean, you know, the last last four years, I mean, it was kind of some of the same guys. But, you know, obviously things will look much different in, in four years, always does. So kind of interesting. I, I, I know. I wonder if anyone, any callers, their birthday is today. That would be cool. I'd like to know. Is it cool to have a birthday on February 29th? I don't know. Anyways, all right, we got a lot to talk about, uh, as always. Well, if, even if we don't, we figure it out. We'll talk about different things um you know with uh, the cowboys last week um or two days ago when we did the show uh stephen jones had just talked to the media and jerry jones is supposed to talk on friday so tomorrow he'll be uh you know giving his thoughts on what's about to happen in free agency and you know who knows if he gives away certain things that, the, you know, plans that the team might be having. And usually they don't, but uh, still always good to, to, you know, hear from Jerry. So that will be tomorrow. And then a lot going on at the Combine, you know, Cowboys meeting with certain players and different guys out there. So, uh, you know, we, we know what, what they need in some positions, but still free agency will kind of, uh, you know, determine some of that. You know, with, with the Cowboys – you know they usually just kind of put band-aids on positions in free agency but if who knows you know we'll see what all in really means maybe that means they're going to go out and be a little bit more aggressive and if they are more aggressive at certain positions you know you maybe you you get a player that that will come in and solidify that spot immediately we just haven't seen that happen for a while uh Gilmore kind of did at cornerback but but you know, not really, not like the number one player at that position. You know, Brandon Cooks helped as well, and that was sort of, you know, those are trades in free agency. Maybe the Cowboys have something like that that they're working on as well. All right, 888-855-2297 is the number to call. Um, get that text line up there as well. I haven't memorized that one, but um, we'll, we'll get text messages as well. Uh, we'll start off with the calls. Travis in San Antonio. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Hey, how are you? Good. How's your week been? It's How's good. your dad doing? Good, good. Doing great. What's going on with you? Uh, just getting ready to wanted to give you a call, getting ready to watch the Combine. Uh, I know they had some formal visits, so um, some some Michigan players, which I know everybody everybody loves, but I'm the Michigan guy, so I don't mind it. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to kind of watching some of the guys, the tests that did uh, they did the interviews with. But I wanted to get your thoughts on – this and it's not it's it's not a Dak thing. It's this. I know we just had the cap go up, but the quarterback money. Like I don't know if it's ever going to get to a point with uh, like I just wonder with like the running back situation where you know that running backs it got to a point where they were like, well, you know, we can't pay a running back X, Y, and Z because this is just it's just not worth it. And like we, yet we pay quarterback. We're going to pay a quarterback at some point. They're going to start paying them sixty-two, seventy million dollars a year, and I don't think any of them are worth it. Even the, other than Patrick Mahomes, and even when he signed his last deal, it was like that forty-five million dollar deal, but it was ten years, so he gave them a lot of flexibility to keep doing stuff. I know he just got an extension, but 
So I just wonder, like, if you've ever thought, like, are we ever going to get to a point where the league may go, can we un- can we just uncap and just not count the quarterback position to the cap? Like, is that would that ever is that ever going to be a possibility? Because it's I feel like at a certain point, it might, even though the cap keeps going up, it might get to a point where quarterbacks are starting to hinder like the ability to to like make teams good. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't agree, but I, I do know what you're saying. I don't. I just don't agree with that. I mean, I think that's part of it. That's that's why you have people to kind of figure that, this out. It also puts a lot of pressure on the actual quarterback. I mean, it kind of makes the position sort of what it is. Uh, I don't know what that would look like if you didn't have a cap for a quarterback. Um, but I just wonder if that's even if that's even. It's just an outside the box. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, I've just, we've had a lot of conversations. I just thought like because it go, it escalates so much, right? It's like if there was one position that owners could go, you know what? They're going to get paid. Like pay your quarterback as much as you want. I don't. I don't. We don't care. Like if you're going to commit to the guy, pay him as much as you want, and then you can deal with the here's the rest of the cap for the rest of the team. I don't know if that would uh, just make things easier. Um, but there's just a thought. Yeah. So um, interesting. Well, I mean, yeah. what would happen with San Francisco? What would happen when you have a guy, you know, like like Brock Purdy that comes in? Maybe. Um, well, if you if you draft a guy like that, then that's like that's like your bonus, right? Until you have to pay him, because that's just if you don't have to pay him a bunch of money, yeah. then you don't then you get to spend that elsewhere. So they would still get that advantage, right? If you draft a guy, but yeah. when you decide to pay him, it's like pay him whatever you want. Um, but it doesn't affect the team because I already heard Stephen Jones say that the, the, the thing that I hate he says the most where he says like the cap is real for us which I know it literally is but it starts to make me question already the whole we're all in yeah so, all right yeah. well I mean that, that's that's a big question too and and, and we we know thanks for the call Travis we, we know yeah, that they're, they're not going to be all in the way that that some people think they're going to be. I mean, you know, that's or or, or hoping that they will be. Uh, it's not going to be. It's it's not it's not going to be that way. It's not going to be. They're not going to be as aggressive uh, as you as you would think. Um, I think that they'll. I think they'll do more, and I think they have. If you go back and look the last couple of years, they have done a little bit more and more. I think with McCarthy, um, they have gotten more more players, more veteran guys. Um, you know, the well-known players, you know, maybe at the end of their career, they, some of them helped, some of them really didn't so much. But, you know, they, they are trying to add players, um, you know, to this team. And they have, like, even during the season, look at it two years ago, look at it last year, you know, they'll they'll add some some guys in there. But um, that's not really an all-in approach. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in, in free agency. I mean, they have to be more aggressive. They have to do that. And I, I just think... That's another way too. It's like what you've done for so many years hasn't really worked. It hasn't been the ultimate payoff. So you're not changing the people making the decisions. So why don't you change a little bit of the philosophy on how they how they build the team? You know, a little bit. It's still through the draft, but that doesn't mean every now and again, every every few years, you can't say, all right, we have specific needs in free agency. Let's go. Let's go that route. So we'll see. All right, let's go to Ray in Fort Worth is our next call. How you doing? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. 
so thanks for having this show for fans of call sure, man. I haven't heard okay, from you so, in a while. I, I've heard from you way, way back in the day, but I haven't heard in a, in a while. Maybe you call some other it, shows. Yeah, no, they don't have much to call in, but I've been listening. All right. So a couple of, I need to get, I'm going to be try to be fast. So a couple of weeks I heard a caller basically telling Micah to stay off social media, basically saying play football and shut shut up. So here's the deal. We always want these players to be open and honest but and, and take a leadership role, but when they do, you have a problem. I have zero problems with what Michael Parsons said about Tank Lawrence. You know why? Because Tank Lawrence likes to run his mouth when they do good. Uh, we kick them when they're down, we kick them again, and we kick them again. And then he comes out and makes an excuse like, oh, we're tired. I'm sure Green Bay was tired when they kicked your tail. I'm tired. Uh, I'm, I'm sure fans are tired of spending big money for for tickets and come out and you put a a, a problem a, a product like that out. Now I have zero problems with him. Second part, I think we're limiting Michael Parsons by just playing him at defensive end. I think he's capable of so much more. I think he, I think we can. You know, I, I, maybe you. Give him the dot. Let's see what's going on. I'd like to see him out there because I think we're limiting him. But he can he can actually cover players. You know, you we're, we're just limiting his speed. We're just playing him at defensive end, and that's why teams start saying, just just don't block him. Just don't block him. He, we're just limiting him. We want this. He, he's got so much more potential. When his rookie year, we did that. He played linebacker. I even went back and I saw him cover a receiver when he recognized was coming out there. I just think we're limiting him just playing defense in. Hopefully Zimmer lets yeah. him open up and take more advantage of it. I don't know what all in means, but it's, yeah. at some point you you gotta got to do something because just regular season just – Regular season, okay. Well, that doesn't mean anything if you're going one and done in the playoffs. But yeah. I love the team, and I'm still following them, and thank you for having this show. All right. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate that. A um, couple things on Micah. Um, you're right about, about you know, there are a lot of people that, that they'll criticize you for not saying anything. Oh, he never talks. He doesn't say anything. Never, you know, he's not a leader because he doesn't open up in the locker room or whatever. And then when, when, then when they, they do, then, you know, then – that's subject to to being criticized as well, um, but I think we all know that though that he's getting he's getting a little too much with with some of the things that he said, especially if it's coming back to his own his own teammates. Um, and so I because you cause I mean it doesn't matter if it's true or not. I mean that that's not the point. I mean we know we don't, we don't do that in our lives. Oh, well, that's true. Well, that doesn't mean to say it, okay? That's something you have to teach little kids and that kind of stuff, especially when you're talking about teammates because that that becomes a different problem inside the locker room with chemistry and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I definitely think that Micah needs to be a little bit more careful with some of the things that he says. Now, when you're talking about limiting him at defensive end, linebacker, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's not limiting himself. Um, with with what he wants to do and how he wants to, where he wants to play and what kind of statistics that you know that that brings. I mean, guys, I think Fred Warner is one of the best players in football. I mean, and he he is he is a difference maker. He is a great player and always seems to kill the Cowboys. And and he's he's doing it from from that position. So I'm not saying that you can't be a great player from there. And maybe Micah could be that type of guy. I think he's he's made it very clear. He likes to get pressures and likes to get sacks. 
Um, but but I'm I'm anxious to see what Zimmer's going to be able to do with him, and uh, you know it, it'll be aggressive without a doubt. But but again, they're going to need to get some help on the other side. If they if he's not rushing the passer, then who is? You know because they're losing a well I say losing they got some free agents probably not going to keep them all defensive end so they're going to need people to rush the passer for sure. Um, but so I like your points. I I, I do think though when it comes to you know, being vocal. I mean, he he's got to he's got to kind of pick his spots a little bit, a little bit more there because he's it's uh, definitely, definitely potentially rubbing people the wrong way. All right, uh, in his own teammates. All right, lines are open right now. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. I hear that all the time. Like I called a hundred times in a row. I think you could call one time, in a row, and uh, if that's a thing, and uh, you know, you should be able to get in. Like like Mike from Boston. He's he's sending a text message here, man. I wish Mike would would call because we still have that one state, Massachusetts, that we've never had a call from. But Mike from Boston, what do you see uh, a post Jerry Jones Dallas Cowboys team looking like? Do they finally give Will McClay the general manager? Okay, I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna stop because it's the same with the question that, that Travis had about. Um, you know, what a, a salary cap with no, with you know, that doesn't include the quarterbacks. I'm, I'm not even going there. I'm not. I mean, the, that's not happening. That that's not going to be the thing. And I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road and even even say all that. So um, he does say Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth were his favorite wrestlers. So or and you know they were kind of a, a tandem there. I guess they were married. Uh, yeah, the Macho Man. He was he was the best for sure. But uh, you know, it, it, Jerry's the GM. Jerry's the GM of the team, and that's what it is this year. That's what we care about. We care about what the salary cap looks like this year, what free agency looks like, how this team gets better. That should be the focus. Getting too far beyond that really doesn't make a lot of sense for me. Um, let's go to another text question. This is Kevin from Virginia. He says, do you believe it's a feasible, it's feasible for the Cowboys to bring in Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley, uh, that type of free agent, and Tony Pollard as the backup to them? Well, probably not because that's a lot of money in that position. Um, and I just don't see, you know, because Pollard is included in that group. Now, like nationally. Now, he's maybe not one of the top, but he's he's in that group. Now, he was franchised last year as well, had 1,000 yards rushing. Um, you know, wasn't a great season, but he was he's still productive. And he's going to be considered in that. He's the, in that next tier. So I just don't see the Cowboys getting a, a tier one and a tier two type running back um, when when they, they probably can draft one and, and he immediately can get into that that second level, maybe even the first, depending on who they get. So um, I don't really see that happening. I, I think if they strike out on getting one of the top backs um, and then Pollard's still there and hasn't signed, yeah, I mean, I think it's a situation. I mean, Mike McCarthy – has said that he wants him back. And, you know, I think Steven and Jerry will both say that. It, but uh, Steven kind of made it sound like, yeah, we, we like him, but let's see what happens in the market. So, um, you know, they have, a, they have the, the ability to sign them now. But um, at, you're getting this close to free agency, you know, the player's going to see what they're worth. And I don't blame them for that. All right, let's go, Chris, in New York. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Good, how you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. Um, been uh, listening to you for... Um, for a little while now, first time actually getting a call. First in. time call. Here we go. Nice, nice. All right. Yeah. So, 
Um, one or two, you know, and I think it's kind of been, you know, talked about so much about Micah talking in the off season, and it potentially could rub some people in the locker room the wrong way. I think that's totally fair, and I think it's, um, you know, it's possible feedback. But at the end of the day, you know, I love Tank. Love him. Uh, he's been with the team a long time. But you would think for a guy been there 10 years, he would have had something better to say coming on national TV. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Especially okay, with the he, biggest Cowboys hater sitting absolutely. there right next to... I, I say hater. I mean, he's a fake hater, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he plays the part. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he, he's pushing the Cowboys stories the same way that a lot of the media does. Right. And they're capitalizing as well. So it's just like, you know, you expect him to be a leader because he's been there 10 years, because he's a great player. But for him to come on TV and say that, it's like, man, I have to question how much of a leader he actually is. Obviously, obviously I don't have purview into the locker room and how things are done, but you know, the, when Micah talks about wanting to change culture or that there needs to be a culture shift, I think that right there is a glaring example of a situation where a veteran guy goes on TV and says literally the worst thing that you could say, you know, and basically everyone's got to respond to that now. You right. know? Yeah. And yeah, I've been asked about it a couple of times. I don't have a great answer. I'm just, I just, like I've said, his his what he's put out there, his his product on the field has been way better than that, and and hasn't been he's not been a, really an excuse guy or anything like that. So I just tend to believe that that's not really what he meant to say. Um, it came out horribly wrong for what he the, the type of player and person that he is. So um, yeah. if, if if this was his first or second year, you, you you'd wonder a little bit about him. Um, he's played ten years. He's given he's given everything he has, and he he's not really a me guy. Uh, he stops the run. He knows how to you know sacrifice his body to get in there and make these big plays. He understands the importance of that. So he you know he's a, he's a great guy. And honestly, when when I heard a few you know before he got his last extension that he was, and I don't know how true it is, but he was already out the door essentially. When Jerry calls him back in and, and they get that three-year extension done, um, you know, it was, it, it's like, man, we want that guy on our team because he's a great, great player. But I'll, I'll say this and then I'll, I'll drop, um, you know, you know, people can have their opinions about Micah's podcast. I don't listen to it during the season. But the stuff after the season has actually been really – I thought it was really cool because, you know, if, if people are getting sour about Jordan Love telling – Micah Parsons to his face, the same stuff that we all see. I think that we need to look at ourselves and know that we can, we should be able to take that type of criticism, but I would love to see tank get in front and, and talk with Micah because I want to hear from the two people who are some of our best players, what their plan is for next year, you know, and that's a great way to kind of settle down the whole, there's a the, um, problems within the locker room. But we'll see how that goes if, if okay. that ever happens. Let me ask you this, though, Chris, because you said we should look at ourselves if we have a problem with him t- saying what we already know, right? So you're, that's kind of what you're saying is we already saw that, Jordan Love. You don't, we don't need you to say that, right? Because we, we saw that what they did and how they with, with, with Jordan Love, With Jordan Love saying, like, hey, we can run the ball on you right. guys. Right, right. And then I think – go ahead. 
No, no, you, you're right. You're you're saying the same thing. Like we, what you're saying is, is we ultimately really didn't need him to say that. We kind of knew that, right? Right. But it seemed like. So why like, put him on the podcast? Well, I don't. I think that that's him making content. I think that people within the front office should have done a better job of um, actually addressing, you know, the middle of the field. Jordan Love says that you know he's not making a, taking a shot, but you guys had a DB um, playing uh, linebacker. Like we all saw that. We saw that he was undersized. It was literally a talking point. Yeah, all year it worked. All year. Yeah. You know, I mean, once Land, once once Leighton Vander Esch went down. There should have been a, a real move. And, yeah, they tried to get Shaq Leonard, but you try and get somebody else. You put some more people in there. And it's a, I think for, for you know, a fan watching outside, you hear them saying, you know, we like our guys, we like our guys. It's like sometimes we can get yeah. better, and we may like the players that we have, and we, we may love them, but sometimes we can get better, and we should, we should be doing things to get better and not just leaving them status quo. All right. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, Chris, first time, uh, first time caller, Chris from New York. So appreciate that. Um, let's get, let's get on to the next caller and I asked for it and I got it. All right, here we go. Mike from Boston. I'm going to start the conversation by saying you kind of poo pooed my Will McClay being a GM. I don't let's, mean, but I want Jerry gone. Let's ask I, it differently then. I, I, I get it. Let's, let's ask it a little different than that because, that's not the case, like like hypothetically and all that. Because I I don't now we're getting into we're getting into touchy subjects. Let's don't let's don't let's ask it. No, we won't go down that road. Then. Okay, let's ask. First of all, first, hold on, hold on. Um, let's get it started yep. here. First time caller, right? Yes. We know what that means. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. You got your own drop. I love it. All right, and, and you text a lot. You text a, uh, on the text line, so it's good to have you. I can't believe that this has been our first call from Massachusetts. It's not like this is a yeah. small state. So let me let me tell you, I'm a Yankee fan too, growing up in Boston. What? <laughs> but I love Dallas more than the Yankees. You and I have so much in common that even Chris Bean, I love you guys. <laughs> let me me you and Chris ever went out like and drank Mill like Dallas Cowboy, uh, I, you know, beverage. I, it would be fun, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm sure you can throw some hands. Because if you're a Yankees fan in Boston <laughs> yeah. and a Cowboys fan, you've probably had an altercation or six in your life, maybe nightly. And uh, yeah, and of course with Beam, you know, Beam can, you know, he can. I got to have the owner of the nightclub let me out the back door because I got in a fight over Derek Jeter. Someone calling him a derogatory name. I won't say it on the air. Thank you. And I was just there minding my own business, and I had a Yankee hat on after the game. But anyway, so. Well, you, you, okay, you can't talk about Jeter that way. Who Who's the Cowboy player that would get you in a fist fight if they, they said something? Michael Irvin. Michael I Irvin. I all the time about his, about his problems. I always got it. In high school, I'm the same age as you, so I was in high school during <laughs> the glory days. That's great. And, what a- uh, that's cool. I met Michael Irvin in Fort Lauderdale. I used to live in Fort Lauderdale. That's why what I time of night? Number. What? What time of night did, were, were, was you? Were Late. You... <laughs> it was at a nightclub. <laughs> I won't. He let me try a Super Bowl ring on, though. Cool. I have a picture of it. Yeah, it's on my on one of my pages. That's cool. But anyway, what's your favorite rock band? You must have an, like an 80s band that nobody else really likes still, but you still, because you're loyal, I can tell. 80s rock band. You know what's funny? I I don't 
I don't know. I don't know about 80s rock band, but I have heard Living on a Prayer two days in a row now. I wonder I wonder what's going on there. But two different days, like the last two times I got in my car, Living on a Prayer was on. Um, it's not like I'm jamming <laughs> to 80s music either, so I, I don't I don't know. I'm a little bit of I've everything. Seen Kiss. I've seen Kiss 22 times. You and I, are, you and I aren't exactly the same. Then I'm going to tell you that because uh, that's 23 more times brother. than I would want to see them. I had an older brother who kind of pushed yeah. me into it. All right, but um, what's you know, going on with this team, Mike? What's going right, on? So, ask that team. question differently about about Will McClay. Wait, wait, what do you think about Will? That that you do you like that? You you think he's somebody that should take over a little bit more? I just feel like he's the silent partner in the nightclub that never gets to tell people he owns the club. It's always the loud, and I love Jerry Jones. I can't get enough of him. I live in Boston. I do taxes for a living. It's tax season right now. I am slammed. I listen to all your podcasts. I can't get enough. I listen to his interviews on 105.3. I mean, my, my family thinks I'm insane. My I can't get my tax guy to call me back. I wonder if he's listening to some, like, Patriots podcast or something like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> my parents have season tickets to the Patriots. When the, Cow- the Cowboys have been coming kind of a lot lately. And yeah. I went to see Dallas and uh, – you know, the Patriots in Dallas a couple times in the last five years. So um, it's nice we finally beat the Patriots. Yeah. Definitely. But um, I have a couple bit more things I'll, right. I'll let you go. So the, the team, we just need some tougher guys. We need 11 Jake Ferguson on offense. Because <laughs> he's a bad you-know-what. Yeah. Like, he, he's a tough kid from Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like, he knows how to play football. Um Dak is overpaid, but you have to overpay the quarterback. What are you going to do? Right. I, I'm curious. Do you hear anything about Trey Lance? You can answer that when we hang up. I mean, is he getting any better? Because we did give up a pretty good pick for him. Right. I mean, people say fourth-round pick. We found some dandies in the fourth round. Second round, not so much. But um, um, Well, I mean, you know. don't forget about your all-pro cornerback that had 11 picks. I mean, you know. Oh, I forgot to get yeah, I mean, sometimes we, we kind of lump those guys in together, those guys that, you know, the, with the risk involved and all that and, and, and yeah. injured or what Jalen Smith type and all that. But, I mean, no, Trey, I mean, Trayvon Diggs Jaylen. was a second-round pick as well. He He's the exception Jaylen. to the, the rule. He fizzled. He had that one game in New Orleans. Him and Vanderash were drilling people. Do you yeah. remember that game? Yeah. It was in the Superdome. Sure. Yeah. So, I'm going to listen. All right. Favorite wrestler, Macho Man, and Miss Elizabeth. She was so beautiful, wasn't she? What a lovely lady. (laughs) And obscure, not obscure cowboy, but my brother and I used to always laugh. Brock Marion used to always make it seem like he just missed the tackle. He would always get up and, like, punch his arm. And my brother and I, like, we have that weird sense of humor. My brother's like, is it me that he always look like, act like he just missed the tackle? And I'm like, no one else ever noticed things like that. But he would always get up. And just like looked like he was frustrated. Um, he was a good player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But um, yeah. Darren one more was... fact: I I oh, never yeah. missed any cowboy games, and this is before the internet. I used to go to any sports bar I could find to see them on the satellite. I mean, I was I wasn't even of age, and I'd be at bars trying to find the Cowboys against you know name some you know you know what team. Yeah. And uh, so you and I are a lot of like. I know you don't like Kiss. Yeah, but you, you're loyal. You love your Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, yeah. I love my Miami Hurricanes. You know the college football team. Yeah, you can kind of see the trend with me. The glamorous teams. The yeah, Yankees, yeah. The Hurricanes. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and, and, yeah. And you're also like 
like seems like you like to piss off the the, the fan base there because I, I bet you the BC Eagles don't really <laughs> like Miami. You know what Boston and the Yankees do, and then you know no one likes the Cowboys unless you're a Cowboy fan. So oh, there you go. Yeah, we can go hang out at the bar. You just don't get yeah, us in that I many ever fights. Come there, I'm gonna find you if I ever come back. I'm there. actually. I thought about I, I, moving there. All right. Well, there's people do that every day, but uh, I'm good. If I if there was any sporting like venue that I would just get to one game, anything like you know the Masters or any stadium, it's Fenway Park. I have to go to Fenway Park and I oh, have to great. sit in third base side. Like I, I need great. to be the wall needs to be right over here by me. So I'm gonna do that at some point. I'm gonna go. There. I took All right, Mike. practice there. Oh I wow! If you donated money, they let you get two swings. Okay. And I played college baseball. I brought an aluminum bat and I hit it off the wall. Nice. Second pitch. Claimed Not fame. over, though. But I was in my late 20s. I hadn't played in a while. All right. All right, Mike. Nick, I love you. I All love right. Christine. Go Cowboys. There you go. Thanks. Bye. And with that, we're complete. 50 states. Took a little bit for that for that uh, 50th one. And I wouldn't have ever guessed that Massachusetts was the one. But... uh but uh, that's pretty awesome. We got 50 states. We uh, we found out the other day that we had, were sitting at 999 calls. 999 calls, and then the next show, and I actually forgot to bring it up. But the next show, it was la- it was a week ago. The show started off with Joe in Stanford, who he hasn't called yet, but he was the 1,000th 1, 1, call. Can't say that quickly. Um, he one thousand calls, and it was him. So now we're sitting a little bit more than that, you know. But now it took us to get a thousand to get Mike from Boston. Love it, great call again. A lot of good stuff there. Um, all right, Allen in Idaho, Idaho Nick. before Massachusetts, but is this first time call? No, this is the second time. It was a second. little while back. Okay, I know we had some calls from Idaho, but I didn't know which one. But I guarantee yeah, no. we didn't give you the here we go, so we'll give it to you. If Chris is paying attention, he might be on the <laughs> phone. That's fine. My Alan, what's up, man? I'm on the hey. phone. <laughs> I'll take it at the end. It's all good. We'll take it. Hey, so I'm a huge fan of Dak. Uh, I understand he's got his limitations. Playoff game, I don't know. There's one person that actually looked good during that whole thing. Um, so I think they do get that contract redone and all that stuff. I think he's good to go. I think, you know, being almost an MVP, just give him a run game and let's see what he actually does in the second year under McCarthy. So I like all that. My big question is, is what are we going to do with that backup now? Because we've got two guys, if I understand correctly, are pretty much on one-year deals each. Yeah. Um, The backup to, to which position? Not running the, back. The backup QB, yeah. Oh, backup QB. I th- I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about running back. Oh, no, uh, sorry. No, and you know that answers the 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 last caller kind of talked about Trey Lance as well. Um, okay. I I think that his progression would be to be the be the backup this year, and that you could save some money if you released Cooper Rush. But he's got to be ready. He's got to be ready to right. do that. Um, that if you you draft the guy. Or you trade a fourth-round pick for him. You know, last year he just kind of sat and learned the offense. He should be ready to be the backup at least. Um, so I, I think that that should be the direction that I would want to go. Is look at the offseason, see what happens, 
And, you know, Cooper Rush could be a June 1 release, honestly. Uh, but I think I think you got to start getting uh, Trey Lance at least ready to be the backup. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess that would be my question is you gave up a fourth for him. If he balls out, there's no way you're re-signing him. I, I can't imagine because someone, you know, a free agency, you've already got your starting quarterback. Well, so. wait, when does he ball out? Well, it's going to have to be preseason for sure. Well, I mean, then you then he's your backup, and you know, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I think he he he'd be your, your backup quarterback, and then well, then what happens with Dak? I mean, like they they, they have options. I mean, that would be the worst thing in the world to have. Um, but you know, and if Cooper Rush is still here, you know, maybe it's something. Maybe you can trade him. You know, you, yeah. you trade him and, and and get get a pick back or something like that. So, you know, you want them to play well, and and that just gives you more options. Yeah, I guess I was just like the way the season started last year with Dak. It's like, all right, I could see them kind of looking at this, spending a fourth round. That's a good deal. But if you do end up giving Dak that contract and you hit, wasted kind of a fourth round on the guy, especially when you kind of hear with this draft, everyone's talking about that that middle rounds. They're they're awesome, you know. And yeah. So you kind of almost want that. But so I guess I was just kind of curious what your thoughts were on that and just kind of how okay. they how they navigate that and, you know, did we waste the pick or, or draft pick or whatever? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, they're just giving yourself more options. Thanks for the call. Um, uh, yeah. Alan, appreciate that. You, you got to remember too, like, there you go. He gets this. Here we go. Yeah. We'll make exceptions. I, I know we weren't doing that when he called the first time around. So, um, and, um, you know, we don't get too many calls from Idaho. We, we need to, um, that's another place that I wouldn't mind going. I mean, we almost did a documentary about Boise State just because there was a time there when there was about five five players and a coach. I mean, Kellen Moore was there. I mean, we had, you know, it was like, what's going on in Boise? You know, let's let's go check this place out. But uh, it didn't materialize. But uh, still, I, I, it's kind of a fascinating place for me. I'd like to go see it sometime. Um, but you got to remember, too, about that trade with Trey Lance. Like, Dak didn't have the season. I mean, that was in preseason. He was coming off a season where, you know, he led the league in the interceptions and 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 missed a few games. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't his best year um, at all. Now he now he did he did have a nice game in the playoffs against Tampa and uh, but but still like you're trying to just you know if you have a chance to get a player like Trey Lance and, and trade a fourth round pick for him, you know. They they probably scouted him very highly, so you know the, this was just a kind of a free look. I mean, I say free; it's a fourth round pick, but to get a player like that to at least try to develop him, and they're not in any hurry with him. So I think that that's that's kind of what the mindset was. Then Dak goes out and has an outstanding year, um, and and was second in the MVP voting. So that I, I just think you got to remember, you know, they they made that that trade to kind of cover themselves, and now you know we'll see. Uh, but if he if he can move himself into the backup role, then I think that shows pretty good progress for where he is in his in his career in his development. All right, uh, Derek in Seattle. Next hey, call. hey Derek. Hey there. Hey, just wanted to get your insight on two things real quick. I, I'm hearing that there's no maybe linebackers that are worthy to be taken in the first round, but I feel like we got to get a stud linebacker over an interior defensive lineman. So. I want your thoughts on that. Which would you pick in the first round? And then second, now I don't watch all the tape, but I watch every Cowboy game. 
Dallas's run game, we both agree they got to improve it. But, man, it seems so vanilla to me. It seems like they run three types of runs. And I watch all these other teams, and they're running beautiful trap plays and mm-hmm. pulling guards and, and just so creative. And I, I don't know if that's McCarthy or what, but maybe it's not true. But to me, good grief, their runs look exactly the same every time. So yeah. get your insight on that. Well, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Thanks for the call. I mean, like, you know, I think it's very normal to kind of think, because you watch them so much, you kind of think, oh, they all look the same. I, I've never thought that. Honestly, I've never thought that the runs look look the same. I mean, I, I see I see some creativity in there. I see you know definitely see some receivers running the ball and on jet sweeps and reverses and things like that. Um, you know, I see I see the pitches, I see the traps, I see the you know the the you know the dives right up the middle. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I see that. Um, I just don't think they 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 block as well as they should. You know, and and I and I think I don't think Tony Pollard is the best at dragging the ball, you know, the pile for three or four yards. I mean, why would he be, you know, I mean, that's just not the type of runner he is. And I think the team can, can be better at the scheme. I think the blocking schemes can, can get better. Um, so, uh, you know, do they need to get a, a, a running back to improve it? Do they need to get better schemes? Do they need to get better blockers up front? I'd say yes, yes, yes to all of that. So, um, but, but, and then to answer your first question, Linebacker, defensive tackle in the first round. I mean, at at twenty four, if you pick at twenty four, you know somebody desperately wants this pick, and you're and you're sitting there, and you got five, six guys that you're that you kind of like. Um, hey, I, I I'd trade back. I'd pick up a third or second or four, you know, for whatever, because you know you're not you don't have. Until before the comp picks have been, you know, have come out yet, you don't have a fourth, fifth, or sixth right now. So I could see them trading back, unless they are sitting in the war room and going, "Can you believe this guy hasn't been picked? We had him as our fifth best player, and he's still there. What's wrong? Call? Did, did he do something? Is he in trouble? What happened? Is he hurt? I mean, I'm sure that that was the kind of stuff happening." When C.D. Lamb was falling, they weren't going to take C.D. Lamb at 17. There's no way he's not going to get past 10, but he did, and he still does. And then you call and make sure that you know everything's good, and and uh, and and you and you change your draft board. So at 24, that could happen. So just leave all those options open. Um, and maybe it's not a linebacker. Maybe it's not defensive tackle. Maybe it's a position we're not even talking about. But it's just their their best player. But you do that if you take care of business. In free agency, and get and make sure that you get you know quality players that can kind of fill these positions. All right, let's go to Joe in Stamford. Joe, hey, one thousandth caller. I'd say that's probably pretty poetic. What do you think? I mean, if anybody was going to do it, I mean, it would be you because I mean, what? I mean, you've called. I think you're in the top three. Of of all time calls, especially early on, you were calling a lot. You were the one kind of carrying this thing. Um, I thought you were number one. I had to go back and review the tape. I thought you would be number one, but you weren't. And ironically, the person that did call first has never called again. So, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, um, I had that gap there of about three or four weeks where. The Cowboys were sort of struggling, and I was sort of struggling to get up out of bed to, <laughs> to uh, call at 10 a.m. 
But I sure have enjoyed it, Nick. I've enjoyed this show a great deal. I appreciate um, that. It really has given me something to look forward to. Um, honestly, I wasn't going to call today, and then you said that – that I was the thousandth caller, and I was like, "Well, that's badass! I got to call." I called you out, so, so that means you had to call. I I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate so we, you. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you too, brother. I think what you're doing is great. So, um, we were talking about uh, free agency and um, and what we can fill and what what we should draft for. Um, I, I'm looking right now at the running backs available in free agency, and I think with the expansion of the uh, salary cap. I think, like you were saying the other day, I think it's a no-brainer that we pick up one of these good backs. Um, any of the top three or four uh, would be great. I, I don't know about Pollard, frankly. It depends on how much we pay him. But right. uh, definitely Barkley, Henry, Jacobs, all really good choices in my opinion. I sort of lean towards Henry, but I think that we might have to pay him or Barkley the most. Yeah. I, I think we could do that. I, the running backs, even at their top, of what they're going to get paid is not a salary cap killer, especially if we're trying to actually get markedly better for this year. So I think I think it's a no-brainer. I think we're definitely going to do that. It definitely fills a hole. As far as the draft, you know, we always do better when we pick the best player available. Last year, we reached for holes in the roster, and we saw what happened. Now, remains to be seen about those two young men. They may end up being great. I don't really think so, but they could be serviceable. We'll see. But we always do better when, no matter what, we make it happen with the best player available. So I hope that's what we do. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Joe. I mean, let me say this about about that though. You know, I think I just said it a few minutes ago. Best player available works when you're in a position to do that. When you're in position to take the best player available, then you, then you, you know, you can do that. But if you don't if you have some holes and, and, you know, and, and it's easier to say that too, when you kind of, you're looking at the entire thing. Okay. And you're like, the best player available is a, is a linebacker, you know, let's say, but there's seven linebackers we like that are in the first, you know, second or third round, but the linebackers a little better than this tackle. But after this, it gets very, very bare. So do we take the tackle now and go in the second round and get a linebacker? Because there's seven that we like. So that's where, you know, when you, when you look at it with the entire board and, and who they have, these guys, and where they have them rated, it, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to say, you know, just stick to your board all the time. I mean, I remember that happened in 20 years ago, Parcells' first draft. He takes Terrence Newman in the first round. In the second round, he wanted a tight end. But there was five tight ends that he liked. And, and there were some really good ones. There was only one center that he, that he could take, and that was Al Johnson. Um, so Al Johnson wasn't really the highest-rated player, but they, he didn't feel like there was any other centers. He had to go get that. And then one of these guys he liked would still be there at tight end in the third round. And there was. There was a guy named Jason Witten. So they ended up taking him in the third round. Um, now, Jason Witten was getting pissed off in Elizabethtonville, Tennessee, whatever it is, ripping off the door off the hinges because he was pissed off. Okay, I'm sorry about the door. But it all worked out, right? It all worked out. 17-year career, going to be in the Hall of Fame, Ring of Honor, all that stuff. All right, and Joe, the 1,000th caller, 
Um, we really appreciate I appreciate you. You kind of helped get this thing going off the ground. Uh, you know, there was some there was a show where we didn't have any calls. And Chris was really mad about that. But I told him to calm down. We'll be fine. They'll come. That's exactly how it happened, I believe. And, and that's that is not how it happened. It's not how it happened. It was something like that. It was it was something like that. I Anyways. wish I knew what show it was. So eh, no, no, no. You can go back and look. Now, at I was charting. You know, I was charting the shows. And yeah, I did were. this. And I was like, this show I was like, all right, this is easy to chart. Move to the next page because nobody called that day. But that's when I got on Twitter and I was like, hey. I need you guys call the next show eight, the next show sixteen, which is still the most that we've had in a one-hour show. Got a producer question there so, for you too. Yeah. All right. So a producer question. Um, oh, the lines are open. Lines are open. They so are open. all right, and we're about to be done here, but I just, we can still take another uh, yeah. call or two. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. If you're calling from a, a state or country that we've never had. Uh, definitely the countries. We've had all the states now. Thank you to uh, Mike in Boston, Massachusetts. Filled that up for us. All right. We got a producer question. Uh, maybe this is Chris being curious, or maybe he doesn't have any text lines questions either, and we're just kind of trying to get through. I think fans want your thoughts on this. Can, I get, can I get your thoughts on the trade deadline proposal? Um, pushing it back, I think it was Cleveland that that is is proposing that that the trade deadline is just too early in the season, especially compared to the other leagues. The other leagues, uh, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, they're sitting at around 55, 60, even 78 percent of the season that has gone on when the trade deadline. So, and the Cowboys, I mean, I'm sorry, the Cowboys, the NFL is about 45 percent. So it's it's about week you know that's about week six seven seven probably seven or eight and so as the as the year you know we've gone to eighteen weeks uh, season now uh, seventeen games with a bye so and they really haven't adjusted that so that's kind of what what one team is proposing and I think it's getting some some traction here um, but what I wonder is from the fans' perspective yes. Everyone would like that. So fans are, are liking that. What I wonder is, the, from a marketing perspective, the NFL, does the NFL like that? Does Because you get, see, think about it like this. Early on in the season, still week six, week seven, I mean, everybody still has kind of a chance. I mean, you're, you're still in this. You you can turn things around. We've seen it happen. You can turn this around and, 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 and really get to where you want to go, especially with seven playoff. To, you know, uh, spots now, but you get later on and you're like, okay, this isn't happening. Well, let's trade this guy. Let's trade him. Cause he's going to be a free agent next year. Let's get something for him. And let's, let's trade him and let's trade this guy too and get another pick. And, and we already got this guy injury. You know, this injury is, is really hurting us and we're three and six or three and 10. I don't know. Um, whatever it would be, but you know, you're kind of out of it. So what, it actually happened this year. I believe. Well, what do the fans do? What happens then? Because you're telling everybody, you know, it happens in baseball. So when you say, are you going to be a contender or are you going to trade? Well, you start trading. What does the outfield stands look like when you start doing that? Like, so that's what I think is the one move the NFL is worried about is do we do this too late? And then then the last month of the season when the teams are saying, well, we're kind of throwing in the red flag or the, the white flag here. Well, then maybe the fans do as well, you know. And uh, so that's – that in ratings and all that kind of stuff too, that it all affects it. But um, I, I, 
I like it. I mean, I, I don't think it's too bad. I wouldn't go too late into the season. I think you could move it a week or two back. I don't think it would hurt anything. So, what do you think, Chris? I mean, it's his question. No, maybe he's on the line. Sorry, I was on the phone. He's on the phone. We got another caller. We're gonna, we this do. is going to be our last caller. Who we got? Dayton in Maryland. That's Dayton in Maryland. What's up, man? What's up, Nick, man? Big fan of yours, man. Appreciate it. What you up to? Uh, <laughs> well, First time caller? I, I actually woke. No, 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 no. I called before, but I didn't. Y'all wasn't doing the here we go thing at the time. Well, when I, when I called. Here we go. <laughs> You okay. got one. You got one. We're passing it. We're passing them out like candy today. Okay. Uh, so, and basically, I just woke up and I heard. I hurry up and click the um out because I've been meaning to call in in general, but every time I call in, it usually the show is already over mm. or something like that. So I was like, dang. But um, so I got like a. It's like a um, fantasy type of question, but do you think that this will stop the, the uh, you know, improve the defense in a way where nobody can run on us if we able to get these players? Is, I, is it possible I can name them or no? Yeah, go you know, like for it. You say whoever okay. you want. All right. So, okay. So say, um, so for instance, we got like how we already got Demarcus Lawrence, we got Micah and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Um, what if we get someone like Jadavion, you know, Clowney, and you know, in the on the edge, and then you know, for D tackle, you know, you even resign Hankins and get someone else like a um. I think his name Alshon Robinson or something like that. Uh, you got or, me on you got me on some of those. What type of what? Where do you think this team needs the help? Those though? type of, but I think I think they need help. You know, like well, for well, in my mind, I wanted to also get your opinion on this because I've been meaning to so because uh, now it just not popped up to my head. So I really I think they need the help on in the in the interior. You know, I think Micah if he get bigger, you know what I'm saying, so he can. Be able to be more physical in the run. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also if they get two linebackers, and uh, in my opinion, as far as Stephon Gilmore, I don't know how you feel about this, but this is where I wanted to ask: Do you feel like, uh, like, because you know he kind of old, and you you know not saying that he, he you know, but you know it's it's close to that time where you know the speed of you know. Him keeping up with the, these young receivers or stuff like that might be kept getting up to him. So I was thinking, do you feel like he can play safety, like free safety, like a Malik Hooker? You know how Malik Hooker is playing. And if he wasn't on that type of, if, if Malik Hooker was, say, this is his, you know, contract year. Where he, I mean, well, this is his contract year, but I'm saying, say, if his contract is expiring, would you think about like putting Stefan at free safety and think he can do it? And um. And then yeah, I would yeah. I would get someone like how the other caller before was like a Xavier Howard or something like that. Right. I think we we in business. Yeah. And then as far as offense, uh, I just think we need a running back, and um, you know obviously the uh, do something with the O line. And yeah. I think Brandon Cooks is cool, but I still think we need, we should get 
someone else, you know? All right. Just to take the pressure off CD. So all right. That's the only thing I got. Okay, Dayton. Um, appreciate that. Thanks for the call. Um, you know, a lot of different stuff to get. I mean, a lot, lot of things team people want uh, at a free agency, and you know, I, I don't know if you if they're going to fix everything that they need or or address them all. Um, you know, I don't typically think corners just because you're a little bit older or or you know lost a step at corner does not mean you can be a safety. I think that, that a lot of fans kind of think that. Now, in this case, Stephon Gilmore, I'm not saying that. Daytona is saying that. I'm saying in this particular case, I mean Gilmore probably can do that. You have to you have to understand the game. You have to be able to understand coverages. It's not just covering your guy. It's more than that. You know, you understand the the whole defense and be you know the, your awareness has to be up there, which I think he could do that. You also have to be willing to hit. Um, so. You know, there's been some corners that have moved to safety a little bit older in their career. I still think he's a safe I mean, corner, though. I still think he's a cornerback. Um, they'll, they'll probably try to get him cheaper since he's injured, talking about Stephon Gilmore. But, um, you know, as for all those other positions, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see what, what they do. There's going to be some surprises. Uh, hopefully there are good surprises. You know, last year there were some good ones. Um, we'll, we'll see what they do there. And, and if running back is one of them, I mean, I think that – you know they have an opportunity to get a running back that that you know is a, is a good player or has been a good player and um, you know put him on this team and maybe create a little excitement from from that regard. So uh, that's kind of what we're hoping. We still got a couple more shows before then, uh, and um, it'll be it'll be fun to kind of uh, talk about it. Though we'll talk about it next Tuesday, and uh, we may have a little bit of a schedule change at the end of next week but we will definitely announce that as well and at some point i'm getting together the all all storyline team uh, as this first year kind of wraps up and and uh, it always kind of ends at the end of um at the end of you know right before free agency starts it's kind of when the fiscal year is over so uh maybe next week maybe um next thursday potentially friday I have to talk to Beam about that. I better be, be on it. Be a good time. You're the producer. I mean, okay, you guess you're, sure. you're going to be on. You're going to. There's going to be positions, okay? Okay. And, and, and you know, I don't know about that. I'm still. I'm just kind of on the fly. But if there's a producer position, it's going to be you. Okay. Yeah, I so you. That. Yeah. You'll you'll it's be the guy. One. Huh? One of one. One of one. <laughs> That's fine. Um. So you'll 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 be on it for sure. But um. You know, we'll see. We'll see where I kind of draw the line there i might have some honorary exceptions there as well and i got to remember about the text caller i mean the texters uh too just because you can't call doesn't mean you can't be on the team i think there's a couple that uh maybe maybe uh, mike from boston you know and uh especially if he can you know if he's from boston and he's gonna he's gonna come kick my ass so i might want to put him on there um, there's a guy in philly that always texts right too. right yeah. yeah i mean I'm not, I'm not giving it away except for <laughs> joe and stanford you're gonna be on the team Okay, you're going to be on the team, Rob in Vegas. You'll you'll be on the team. Okay, so um, I don't know. What do you think, Chris? About twenty? That sounds good. Twenty-two. I mean, that's what that's what a football. Yeah, offense and defense with a producer. Okay. Yeah, might have a couple. More of a special teams player, I guess. Okay. Comes to that. All right. Yeah, but you're 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 on the team. You're going to help kind of organize it. So you're you you've got a spot. All right. Just kind of rambling here. It's almost a full hour. Only had eight callers today, but that's okay. 
because uh, we got out some first-time callers and first-time states. So really cool to do that. All right, we will be back on Tuesday of next week, and uh, we'll get that much closer to the start of free agency. We'll see if we know a little bit more about where the Cowboys are headed there. For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you next week on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!